Welcome to another episode of Ball Court. I'm your host, Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. And yes, just like DeMar DeRozan, the fro is out and we're ready to play ball. Right here on Ball Court. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Ball Court. Now, this week in Ball Court, yes, the world of basketball once again is getting shaken up. It seems like this year is moving rapidly as we approach the beginning of the NBA season coming up on the week of holidays. Yes, Christmas is going to be nice. We're going to have some Christmas Day games. But before we jump into any of that, we have to talk about the elephant in the room. Or should I say the freak in the room? Yes, the Greek freak himself. Greek freak yet finally has put the Milwaukee Bucks at ease. They have calmed down. Everybody have taken a sigh of relief in Milwaukee. He has decided to stick around. He signed a five-year contract. Yes, a five-year extension with the Supermax, I'm telling you. I'm talking $223 million. Yes, that's Supermax. He is going to be looking good. That's $130 per second that he's on the floor. He's going to be playing. I'm telling you, that's huge for them. And What's a good thing about it is that he even tweeted out in his own little, in his own tweet. Take a look at this tweet here. He, he tweeted, this is my home. This is my city. I am blessed to be able to be part of the Milwaukee Bucks for the next five years. Let's make these years count. The show goes on. Let's get it. Wow. Those words are absolutely powerful. I'm telling you, you hear something like that, you almost shiver to think what can happen. But let's stop and think about it. What can actually happen with this? Yes, he, of course he didn't go the way of uh, another Milwaukee Bucks big man, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and take the first exit out of town. No, he didn't. He hung around. He stuck around. Now, with five years, of course, Milwaukee Bucks is going to have to put together a great contention over these next five years. A good team that's going to be able to, you know, run the floor and compete in the East. Adding Drew Holiday, trust me, that was definitely an upgrade and a great step in the right direction. But what's going to happen if you get knocked out of the East next year? Maybe not next year, but the year after and the year after. If you, if I see that they get knocked out and not even make it to the Eastern Conference Finals or they don't find themselves in the finals within the next three years, I don't think that five-year extension is going to make it to five years. See, there have been players in the past that has actually signed extensions. Everybody was happy around them, fan base happy, everybody popping champagne. Um, they, they, they're yelling out, local rappers is talking about it's lit. And then few years into the contract, things are not going their way, even though they get every single thing they want, a la James Harden. So when you take a look at this situation right now with the Milwaukee Bucks, this is a great thing where you take a little pressure off of you this season, but immediately you have to get to work. You're going to have to build the pieces around him to make sure Giannis is going to be happy. Yes, this is his city. He loves his city. But so did LeBron. LeBron loved his city too. Matter of fact, he grew up in that city. He was uh, the, the, the prodigal son of that city. And when the time came, they could not put, Dan Gilbert couldn't have put a championship around him. So, of course, he had to go. 
So what do you think is going to take place with Giannis? So Milwaukee fans, please, let's not get too excited. Let's not get too crazy about it. I know you're amped up. Like, oh, we got the freak back. But let's not get too crazy. Right now, what he's giving the Milwaukee Bucks a chance to do is reset and make sure that they're building correctly. Drew Holiday, step in the right direction. But let's see what happens after that. And let's see what happens in the playoffs coming after that. This playoff year, I'm going to tell you right now, this is a bird year. They're going to go ahead and give it this year for that team to gel and get everything together. But I'm going to tell you, the whispers are going to start coming very quickly if by year two, they're not dominating the East. And with the Doc in the East, it might not be as easy as you think. And so when we think about that, it could be a worse situation. And let's go ahead and jump into the next story because that leads me into my next story. Yes, my next story is the worst situation. Houston, we have a problem. Not saying James Harden wasn't ready, but when you stopped and you took a look at that press conference, the look on his face as he sat there, take a look at this picture in that press conference. Now, that was just seconds before that he said that he was in Vegas in Atlanta training with his trainer for the NBA season. But if you did go to CWN Sports, and, you, and I believe you should have been going to CWNSports.com, you would have seen a video there of James Harden in the strip club throwing dollar bills. Those were not jump shots, y'all. Those were dollar bills. And yes, he was clearly stating that he was in Vegas, but that was not the issue. That wasn't the thing that we're talking about. We're not talking about how things have changed with him from before pre-bubble to now. And I don't mean this picture either of how skinny he was to how fat that unflattering picture was. And trust me, we know you're not that fat, James Harden. Come on, man. I know we've all had some unflattering pictures. Trust me, you should have seen me for my fifth grade picture in, uh, in junior high school. I had a flat top and everything. Extremely unflattering. But still, I digress. At this point, James Harden has decided that he's going to make it a little bit harder. Now, of course, Steven Silas was thinking to himself that once he gets on the floor, he plays with Boogie, he plays with John Wall, he sees that fast pace of game, he gets to practice with them, he works with them. Things will be different. James will come around. Hmm. After all, it is his team. But he went out there, he did get that play, he did get a play with them. As a matter of fact, in that preseason game with John Wall and Boogie Cousins, he looked okay. I'm not saying he looked phenomenal. It wasn't something that I was going to uh, do a whole clip on, but he looked very much okay. John Wall had 15 points. James Harden had 12. It wasn't anything that I would say was, oh, it blew me away. And guess what? James Harden felt exactly the same way. He wasn't impressed so much by playing with uh, John Wall and Boogie Cousins that he changed his mind and decided that he wants to stick around. Now, if we remember just a few years ago, everybody was celebrating James Harden's extension. As a matter of fact, even Travis Scott said that, and I quote, it's lit. But now it's not as lit there anymore. Now he's looking at probably moving on and doing something else and playing with another team. Of course, you got the suitors such as uh, the New Jersey Nets, which I, uh, not New Jersey Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, where I feel that he would sit pretty well with, but who am I to judge? 
I think that right now he doesn't want to play backseat. He's in Houston getting everything that James wants. And that has been the culture of the Houston Rockets for a long while. That whatever James wants, James get. You know, Chris Paul leaving, uh, Dwight Howard leaving. Anything James wants, James get. We, they went through a bevy of different coaches since the James Harden tenure. And during this time, all these different coaches were all around him. Now, of course, James Marley absolutely loved what uh, James Harden brought to the table. It was like, it was a match made in heaven. It was like, okay, this is what I want my team to be built around. So he gave James Harden everything. And of course that culture started to wear thin on the Houston Rockets. Now, the one thing that he wants is to leave. It's kind of like that relationship that you have with the girl that wants everything and everything and everything. And finally, when you have no more to give, she just wants to be with somebody else. And maybe that's where James Harden is at right now. Maybe he just wants to be with another team, a different environment. Maybe he wants to go back to what it was or how it was when he was the sixth man of the year and he didn't have a whole team on his shoulders. But regardless of, he's not happy in Houston. So when we took a look at that beautiful contract that they had and that they signed, that they thought that this was going to be the future of our team, now that contract is not looking as beautiful. But Boogie, Boogie Cousins himself stated that, you know, it doesn't matter. He's not recruiting James Harden to, to stay with the Houston Rockets. He would love to have him play there. Of course, you know, he's an all-star, but he would love to have him play there, but he's not actually physically recruiting James Harden. So when you take a look at how this actually looks in your locker room, you have two college teammates coming into the locker room who are actually all-stars within their own right. They're actually coming to the locker room with smiles, make it jovial. They're bringing everybody in with them. And James Harden's coming in with a different attitude, not towards the teammates, because I heard, from what I heard, he's great with the guys. But hands down, he's has it towards management where he's going to do what he wants. Now, what are you willing to give up to have that team chemistry again? Are you willing to go ahead and make a fool's trade and give away everything, such as the Milwaukee Bucks did with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Or are you going to say, hey, you are in the contract, and we're going to make you work out your contract and live out your contract during the time that you are here and play with us, such as the Milwaukee Bucks would want to do with Giannis Antetokounmpo? Well, these are the two things that we're looking at. And that's how everything kind of works together. So we're going to keep on watching the beard. We're going to see if the beard and, and John Wall and Boogie Cousins could coexist and make something great of that team and be there. Or if James Harden finds his way out in the West. And maybe that's the reason why he's pushing so hard. Look at the West right now. As far as guards go, they're fully loaded. And teams are fully loaded in the West. Who, who to say that James Harden's not saying, hey, I want an easier way to the finals. Not a LeBron's out of the East. Why not walk into the finals through the West, through the East? You know, you put them over there in Philly. That might be something that could really work with them and really build for them that they just pretty much, you know, stomp through the East. But who would Philly give up to, to facilitate, facilitate such a trade? I'm going to tell you the truth. One day, you're going to come up, you're going to wake up, and that Philly team with James Harden on it is going to be looking pretty scary. And I'm talking just as scary as Steph Curry looked when Kelly Oubre was dunking on him. 
Anyway, so I digress. Let's go ahead and jump into the next topic. All right, LaMelo Ball. I have to talk about the Ball family, man. LaMelo Ball is pretty much one of the most phenomenal athletes that we've seen in this time. And if anybody has been just like me, we've been watching this saga of LaMelo Ball since he was a young kid. We pretty much watched him grow up in front of our eyes. So what what will we expect of LaMelo on his first couple games First couple preseason games. Of course, I expected there to be some fireworks, but did he blow me away? He have made Hornets pretty much right now one of the more exciting teams to watch. If you sit down and you're gearing up for your NBA season and you want to pick a team that's probably going to win their fair share of games, but will guarantee every game is going to be a show, the Charlotte Hornets is your team. I'm telling you, this team is phenomenal to watch. And with LaMelo Ball running the point at such a young age, you would sit there and be like, what was going on? Right? I have a, I have a, I have a clip right here. This, uh, this little link that I want you to, where we're going to go ahead and we're going to review. We're going to take a look at LaMelo Ball and doing LaMelo Ball things. Okay? So let's, let's take a quick little look at that clip. All right? When, now, this is this right here. I'm I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna inundate you with the whole thing. I just want to show you just off of this play, the way he's able to grab a rebound because he is so long, read the floor, and behind the back pass in stride. He caught that pass in stride and dropped it right on the nose. He is like, it's like it's like magic in a way. See what I did there? I can come in a magic. LaMelo Ball is absolutely phenomenal. In that first preseason game, okay, he didn't score any points in that first preseason game, but he still looked impressive. He had 10 rebounds and four assists. And when he came back, and that was only in six minutes, you know, saying that, that was an amazing behind-the-back pass. But he came back in his second preseason game to drop 12 points, knocking down two, you know, two three-pointers that looked absolutely phenomenal one contested, and one he was able to reset and get the shot up. It was beautiful. I'm liking what I'm seeing from this kid. It's, it's like he'd been a pro for almost five, six years now. Like he'd been playing in Lithuania or something. He's that good. And I think, he'll. I have breaking news. This is just coming in. LaMelo Ball is nice. Y'all need to check him, for real. This is, he's one of the better, he, I, I find this. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. LaMelo Ball has a lot of uh, hype going on with him now. But if he stays on this same pace, playing at this same level with his head this far above the game, I cannot see – I cannot not see him in that race for the rookie of the year. He's right now top rookie in the rookie of the year ballot. And I know it's too early to tell. This is just preseason. Cole Anthony was showing out too. He was looking just as phenomenal. So I know it's too early to tell right now. But I see that if he goes along the same path, we're looking at top three for rookie of the year. Definitely top three rookie of the year. You know, I'm going to go ahead and take a quick little break. We're going to be back with more ball court. We're going to jump in to talk about some some college ball. We're going to talk about some upsets. It's going to be right here on the World of Basketball. I'm your host, Coach Drew.
Welcome back to Ball Court. I'm your host, Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. And with the world of basketball, it keeps on spinning. So we all know that sometimes things happen, games don't work out how they're supposed to be played because the way the rankings are, a really good team is playing a really okay team. Well, guess what? When the, all the stars align and the, and the waters flow right and everything just comes together, we find ourselves in an upset. Yes, and that's what happened with DePaul in Kentucky. Now, mind you, DePaul, number 24 team, and Kentucky, the number nine team, faced off. And when they did, Kentucky was ready to play. They did not have a loss all season. They were actually 6-0 and at the time going into that game. And DePaul already had two losses for the season. So it was a game that pretty much Kentucky felt like the Wildcats, they were like, yeah, we got this one. Little did they know that they were not laying down easy. Sonia Morris of DePaul actually went out there and dropped 23 points in that game, three assists with four rebounds. Now, mind you, she was she was phenomenal as far as the points go. She was moving the ball. She was going up there, attacking the rock. And as a guard, she was one of the more explosive guards on the floor. You know, when you take a look at Kentucky with their, with Chastity Patterson, their All-American guard, one of the better players, dropping only 22 points in that loss, you can see that that was a well-fought game. 86 to 82 was the final. So this went right down to the wire. Now, Kentucky didn't lay down. That's not what happened. They didn't come out and play bad basketball. It wasn't poor basketball. DePaul showed up. That's what happened. It, what happened was those girls did not realize, I don't know if anybody told them, they were playing the number nine school. They did not act like that. They walked out on the floor and they thought they were the number nine school and they were playing the number 24 school. DePaul had such a, an air about them. You knew from well into the first half that this was going to be a different game for Kentucky, that this was going to be a more difficult game for Kentucky. Now, one of the key players on that DePaul team that I wanted to speak about was guard Deja Church. She is a guard. Deja Church was a guard. All of these girls that were putting up numbers on that team were guards. They were not like, it wasn't, you didn't have a center, big body in people. It was guards putting in guard work. This team, hands down, they get my applaud for the week with that upset of the week. That is the greatest feel-good story. And I want you to take a look at this hustle. Take a look at this hustle. When you when you go ahead and you look at these, uh, when you when you look at when you uh, look at these these photos here, you can see the hustle in their face. Yes, especially number th number three, the picture that I'm telling you about, Deja Church, right there. You could see her as she is fighting to get by. That's the level she was playing with. That's the intensity that they were playing with. And that look in the Kentucky, that Kentucky defender's face sums it all up. It was like, man, this, and this was a matchup. This right, that what you're seeing in this picture right here was a matchup. This was, because what you're, what you're looking at is a matchup between Deja Church and Kiki McKinney. Now, Kiki's a great defender, a great on-ball defender, one of those forwards that could really change the course of a game. And for Deja, for Deja Church to be running, to moving by her in that manner, in that fashion, in that one shot, really summed up what was going on. 
And that's why I have to say that was my game of the week. I loved that game. I, I loved what I saw there. I loved how they played. Right? Now, I, I, I want to talk about an incident that took place over the weekend and for college basketball. And I know it was getting a lot of press on it on the internet. Uh, of course, ESPN was talking about it. But with that, everybody still was talking about the game. Now, I w- what I'm going to do is we're going to I, I, I want to talk about this from a different point of view, from the athlete's point of view. All right. Um, this is going to be for all my listeners that are a little bit younger. All right. Now, there was one time and dare I say it, I know I know people are going to be upset hearing this, but there was one time there was a college player coming out of the, coming out into the league. And he was going to be better than Jordan. As a matter of fact, he was actually drafted by the Celtics. The Celtics would have dominated, dominated the East Coast just by having him onto the floor. Uh, he was he was a great player. After he got drafted to the Celtics, he passed out. Um, they said it was reportedly due to an overdose, but he died before he even touched the court. He never got to see a game played. Len Bias. Now, during that same time, and this was due to a cocaine overdose, but during that same time in those same years, we had another story. Now, this story wasn't, uh, it wasn't of, uh, that he went to a party because he got drafted. This story was of a player who ran one of the greatest offenses I've ever seen, right? And that was the goal offense. He, he was he, uh, Paul Westfall's goal offense was one of the key players for him, and his name was Hank Gathers. And if anyone can remember, or if anyone have ever heard, I don't know, in the basketball circles, if you have spoken about these with your elders, or if the elders themselves remember, but Hank Gathers had an incident where he collapsed on the floor during the game and never got up. He was carted off with a stretcher and when he got to the hospital, there was nothing they could do. He was gone. That time, that moment, that game, that image has been burned in my mind since that day. I watched, when I watched that video for my sword as a young child, so I grew and I saw the videos over and over of just him making that free throw, turning and then collapsing. I bring this up because to speak of Keontae Johnson, Keontae Johnson, the Florida basketball team uh, from the Florida University of Florida basketball Gators. Um, they, he went out to play a game right after a timeout after making a phenomenal dunk. Right after a timeout, during the timeout, all you can see is the players around him on the court as he laid on the court motionless, that he had passed out on the court. Uh, shortly after that, he was induced into, I mean, he was in, placed into a medically induced coma to make sure that he is okay. Now, the good news is, the great news is, is that as of the 15th of December, that Keontae Johnson was talking. He even FaceTimed his team. He was back up and in, in great spirits. 
But it leads me to, to think of this. That moment in time, that one brief moment in time, it, everything flashed back to Hank, Ga Hank Gathers. And the what if, what would have happened if he had gone all the way? What would have happened if that didn't happen? What would have happened if he had decided to take his heart medication and just played a little bit more sluggish? We wonder the what ifs. Every single day is a gift. And Keontae, Jordan could, Keontae Johnson could definitely go ahead and um, attest to that, that every single day is a gift. So as every player, as every coach, as every fan, as every parent of the game, I want you to take a moment out, even if it's as brief as that moment that it took from that TV timeout to us to come back and see his body laying on the floor. Just take that time out to understand how valuable tomorrow is, how valuable that next minute is. We never know when this game is going to be taken from us. But most importantly, we'll never know when life is going to be taken from us. I want y'all to stick around with me. I will be back. And when we come back, we're going to go ahead and get a word from the coach. Yes, we're going to be talking about some GOAT moves right here on Ball Court. to ball court i am your host coach drew this is the world of basketball and yes we are here and we are talking about a word from the coach me coach drew usually when i do the word from the coach i usually i like to have something that we talk about that's inspiring uplifting and in my view of what that should be but Sometimes actions must speak louder than words. LeBron James actually did one of the most goat-like moves that I've ever seen, you know? And I'm not talking about on the basketball court where he dominates in his 18th year in the league. No, I'm talking about off the court and actually in the public, in the public eye where he's dominating as well. And this is what I wanted to talk about. First and foremost, LeBron James is going to open a family housing as part of the iSchool Promise campus. This is, I, you have to understand why this is so amazing, right? Because this housing, when you, let's, let me uh, bring up this picture here. I want you to take a look at this picture. This is going to be a picture of the actual uh, complex, how it's going to look. They were, uh, they were able to um, acquire House 360, Right. This, and at that time, this used to actually be like a, a huge, a huge dining area in the a huge restaurant in that community that actually went south and just been a, a, a landmark of that community for a while. But since it is so close to the I Promise Village and the I Promise and the I Promise School, 
Now, when you take a look at this campus, when you look over there, that what you're looking at is the House 360. So this is this campus now for the I Promise Village is gonna have pretty much a full on is 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 gonna be a all encompass family. It, 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 it's, it's like a family healing center. It's, it's everything for a family to be to, to live on their own and grow on their own. It has housing for the family, uh, education. They have financial education, financial assistance, things of that nature. So when they go out moving forward, that those families move forward along with it. It, it, it's, it's like LeBron James sat down and thought to himself, how do I stop that generational curse? Not just for myself. And don't get me wrong, a lot of athletes, a lot of well-to-do people have that mentality to stop their generational curse for themselves and their children. And I respect that. But he realized that Akron is his child as well. And he wanted to go ahead and stop the generational curse for Akron and these kids. And I must tell you, out of everything that he's done, and yes, he won the MVP for you know with my Lakers. He took them to a championship. He's when countless this right here is what puts him into that GOAT conversation for me. And I'm gonna tell you the truth, that was an amazing GOAT move on your part. Keep on doing what you're doing because I know those promises that you made and the way that you look into each and every one of those child's faces when you see those smiles and what is happening, this is something big. And I, you have the whole community, the whole world behind you watching. There's some LeBron naysayers out there who's going to find faults in something that he does. But hands down, as a father, as a father with a son on the way, this is who I want him to be like. This is who I want him to emulate. This is what I want him to be. And that was a word from your coach. You know, I, I, before I let y'all go, I want you to stick around with me just for one more brief second because I wanted you to, I want you, some guys to come talk to you. These are my guys from cashyourchecking.com. Here they go. During this holiday season, you need to talk to them. Cashyourchecking.com. Check them out. Cash to Checking is one of the nation's leading finance companies, providing up to $400,000 in unsecured funding for business or personal use. We have relationships with over 250 lenders nationwide. Through the use of our proprietary software, we are able to secure over 80% more funding for our clients. We help clients obtain funding for real estate investment, business startups, down payment assistance, working capital, medical. That was cashtocheckin.com. When you're tired of living their dreams and you're ready to start living your own, call up cashtocheckin.com. They will bankroll that future for you. And that is the most amazing thing about it, especially during this holiday season. Check them out. All right, well, I want to thank everybody over at cwnsports.com for you know, putting me on every every week. I really do appreciate it. And yes, if you are not following us at radio.com, go to radio.com. Make sure you subscribe, follow this podcast, and also follow Let's Kick It. You want to stay tuned for the next Let's Kick It. I got comedian Tommy Ward coming on. It's going to be really great. 
And plus, you got to wake up, get up for the Sean Harvey morning show. That Sean Harvey on that morning team, they will have you laughing and in stitches while you enjoy your morning. Sometimes I appear on there as well. I'm not as funny as Sean, but I try to make you giggle or two, you know, in the mornings. You know how it goes. And if you're looking for your sports to have a little touch of politics beside it, and a little hint of humor, definitely you got to go ahead and holler at Malik Spann and check out The Blitz, The Blitz Podcast. If you're not listening to The Blitz, I don't know what you're doing. And yes, keep on following us right here at Ball Court. Subscribe or to all of them. Go to cwnsports.com. You can check out some of the latest articles, catch some of the latest videos of what's happening in sports and all around our community. I want to thank each and every one of you. I will see you next week right here on Ball Court. I am Coach Drew, and this has been the World of Basketball. This is a CWN Sports Network presentation.